morning, Purushur, Salvimori, Amachado from Adat, Amad Beit, Amachado from Adat, the two dots there, Bohatsa Eish Hashem Elekecho. About 20 or so lines down, not quite. Bohatsa Eish Hashem Elekecho, and you shall love Hashem your God. Tanya has been taught in a brighter. Rabbi Yezu Eme, Rabbi Yezu says, if it were to have said, for half with all your soul, why is it necessary to say, if it says, why does it have to say, that if you've got a person, that his body is more beloved to him than his money, the Kafnem, and that's why the Torah says, Bechol Nafshecha. You've got to be prepared to give that up out to your love for Hashem. That's Bechol Nafshecha. If you get a person that his money is more beloved to him than his body, so therefore the Kafnem, Bechol Meidecha, you've even got to give up all your money. Bechol Meidecha means all your wealth. So in other words, the Torah has to write both because you get some people who love their body more than their money, and some people do their money is more beloved to them than their body. Obviously, that requires a little bit of understanding. I can understand somebody's body being more, their life being worth more to them than their money. But how can your money be more uh, valuable to you than your life? I mean, if your person who's dead doesn't have any money anymore. That, 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 is, that is definitely what one presume, pres- presumably what one approach is, sort of I'll, I'll put it to you like if you want as a marshal and that is you know if you offer somebody you say to them look you can have a, you can have you know it's on a hot hot day uh, do you want a, I don't know you ask a child do you want, you want a glass of water do you want a, an ice cream so a lot of children uh, ice cream right you ask them for the rest of your life whether you like ice cream or water I think anyone who sort of realises uh, what they need is obviously going to say water in other words, the water may be more uh, sort of valuable, but as you said, on the spur of the moment, so as a one-off, sometimes a person may actually sort of get the wrong perspective and actually put his money ahead of his life. Doesn't mean necessarily they're both put up one against the other. Right, I'm going to kill you or take all your money. That may be something different. But um, so as, 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 they, as the saying goes, does a person work to live or live to work? Okay, sometimes the, a person's sort of whole life, a person can make himself ill as he said over his money. It's, it's a, it's, I suppose it's, it's an illness, illness in itself. But um, I'll tell you, the the God, the Vilna God asked this question. He says, he says, based on this, he says it doesn't mean we're not talking about here giving up one's life for the sake of Kedush Hashem. That's not what it means. What it means is, you know. In order to serve Hashem, sometimes you've got to put yourself out. Yeah. Other times, you've got to spend quite a bit of money. Yeah. And that's what it means. Some people are much more prepared to put themselves out to serve Hashem than use their money. Yeah. No, that we can already understand. Yeah. Yeah. Money, they'd rather save up for other things. Other people would rather say, look, we'd, rather, we'd like to have life easier. Whatever it costs here, here's the money. Yeah. And that's what it's talking about. 
Dainu Lefi the God, and it comes out tremendous Kiddush here. Lefi the God, Rabbi Yezer, is not saying a person is Mechuyah to give up his life for the Kiddush Hashem. That's not what we're talking about. That's going to be Rabbi Akiva. Continues on the Gemara, let's read one line further. Rabbi Akiva, Aymer, Bechol Nafshecha, Afiru Neser Es Nafshecha. Even if he takes your, your soul, even if our Kaddish Baruch Hu takes your life, still, you've got to be prepared to give that up. But Rabbi Yezid didn't say that. Rabbi Yezid just says, if your if if uh, soul, if your body, that's a lot of good, if your body is more beloved to you than your money, that's Bechol Nafshecha. So I know if you're prepared to put yourself out for the sake of Hashem, more than your money, that's the Chonashko. Am I going to give up my life for that? No, no, I'm not. That's not what Rabbi Yehuda says. Comes along Rabbi Akiva and he says, No, Afira knows that it's Hashem, you've got to be prepared to die on Kiddush Hashem. This is the Machlechus, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Akiva, is the way they go and understand it. And the Marashah says, uh, he says, No, the Marashah understands Rabbi Akiva coming to explain Rabbi Yehuda, there's no Machlechus. But that's, that's the God's shit, and you'll see how it sort of go, goes through slightly further on. So the B'derech Melitza, something which occurs to me, B'derech Melitza, you know, there's, there's a Gemara in Pesachim which says, it says, what happens if I hire a house? I hire a house just before Pesach, and, I'm expe- and the, the, sort of the keys are being handed over on the day of your Dalit. The day of your Dalit. Now the Alotha is, if they're handed over on the day of your Dalit, then the Seicher, the person who, the, the landlord, is expected to have done the Badika. That's our law. Lely Dalit is still here. See, so if I hire that house on Yonyo Dalit, it's Pechel Tashubodik, it's Dalit Chazoket, it's being searched, and I come in and I find there's bread everywhere. So I say to him, what's going on? He says, well, you know, just, uh, you didn't ask me. Can I say it's a Mechach Tolz? Can I say, well, Mechach, whatever you want to call it, Eschir Tolz, I'm putting out of this. And the Gemara says no. So the Gemara not only accords, not only in a place where the minhag is for a person to do the Dikah comics himself, but certainly a person very happy to do a mitzvah himself. And I'm sad he'd be perfectly happy to do the mitzvah. Not only that. But even in a place where the minhag is to pay somebody to do the Dikah comics, which means it's going to cost me more money. I'm already paying out enough, enough money to, to rent this house. And now I'm having to pay more money? So the Gemara, and Ansadi, you're just using it as an excuse. You found some other reason why you want to put out. And Ansadi, a person is prepared to use his money, is perfectly happy to use his money for a bidika to, to pay out, to, to do mitzvah. And I was thinking that, perhaps, as I said, Bederech Melitza, using this idea of the God, not, not a posh at all, but we know bidika Chomit is very much to do with um, sort of uh, getting rid of the, like, the bidika Chomit is the Yitzhahara, all the... Uh, what do you call it? The impurities, if you want. And what the Gemara is saying there is, using this idea of, of, of uh, the Salah of the God, you get people where, when it comes to their body, they're one of the, there's no comment. So I mean, they're very, very proof. When it comes to money, suddenly the halakha don't seem to apply. You know, get an upcoming and everything like this, and, uh, you know, suddenly the halakha don't, don't apply. This is sort of the, the idea of goof and momen. The goof being when it comes to putting your, your soul out for the sake of Hashem. There are people, there's a lot of people who are perfectly happy to do that. When it comes to their money, suddenly that, when it comes to B'digat Chomets, they're not. You can see from the Gemara, 
The Gemara says, no, an Ansari person is prepared to put out his money for the sake of mitzvahs. Now, I don't know what the Gemara is saying there, it's a B'derech Melitza, is you've got to be careful, not just, as a Baruch I don't think it's, it's applied to people here, but you know what I mean? So there, are, there, are, there is such a hashkofa that uh, when it comes to starting Hashem, you'll dub in a three-hour Shemona essay, you'll etc., uh, etc. Et when it comes to money, suddenly there's all the Hatayim in the world to, uh, to cheat people out of things, and there's all sorts of, uh, you know, say you don't have to pay rent, you don't have to pay this, you know, and there's always, there's always Kiritim for it. So there's a Gemara that Anam Sadi, that a person, whether, whether it's hard for him to put out money or his body, it shouldn't be just a Terach Kufo. When you're serving Hashem, not just with your body, but with your money as well. That's also got to be 100% honest. And it's a Baruch Hashem. I don't think it applies to it, it's just something which, uh, which sort of uh, occurred to me. Sports there is the original shot, as we said, that uh, a person makes himself ill over it. Sure. 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 Okay. has been taught in a brighter. Tamatas, one time, Godro Malkus Arashor. Rome instituted a decree, should they ask for Yisrael about Torah? The Kali Torah was not allowed to learn Torah. You know, history keeps repeating itself. So, Bo Papas Ben Yehuda, so Papas Ben Yehuda came along, from the Zoyla Rabbi Akiva, he found Rabbi Akiva, Shayamakil Kedos Barabim, he was, there's a famous Gemara this, that he was uh, summoning um, Kedos in the in public, for Yisrael about Torah. And he was being uh, in Torah with them. Omar Leis, he said to him, Akiva, so you're not worried about, you're not scared of the Malthus of Rome? Omar Leis, he said to him, I'll give you a Moshul. What is this comparable? You have a fox, this time it's definitely a fox, you have a fox walking on the side of the river, and he sees fish, which are literally gathering together from place to place. Not that they're, basically they're swimming around. He says to them, Why are you running away? What are you running away from? So Amr said to him, It's because of the net. We're running away from the fishermen's net. The people are bringing on us. Amr said to them, I've got a great idea. Do you want to come up on, onto dry land? And I and you can live together. Just as my fathers lived with your fathers. So they said to him, You're the one about whom they, they say about you. That you're the intelligent one of the creatures, of the wild animals. You're not clever, you're not intelligent. You're a fool. If in the place where we live, water is our habitat. Without water we can't live. And we're afraid. 
in a place where naturally we're going to die. All the more so we're going to be afraid. So Rabbi Akiva, Afa Anachim said to with we. There's one thing, now we are sitting and being Isaac and Torah. Sheikh it's written about it. For it is your life and the length of your days. And Kaf, and this is what we're facing. We're facing a decree against stopping learning. I'm sorry, we're facing the threat of death, in other words. If we go and when Mavasa we stop learning, Alachas Kama Vachama, all the more so we're going to die. And this brings to mind Rabbi Chon Vassaman before the Holocaust was given a, an option to go to America. Somebody said to him, Why don't you escape to America? You have to appreciate what America was like in those days. Rabbi Chon said, He said, Look, if we stay, stay here, maybe we'll survive, maybe we won't. If we go there, we'll definitely die. Spiritually, we're going to die. So there's no way he can move his yeshiva there. He said he'd rather stay here and risk dying. Obviously physically, but he'll die as we know he did. Al Kiddush Hashem, he'd rather do that. But let's just try and understand this marshal for a second. What's going on in this marshal? The, the fox says, just as my father's dwelt with your father's, what does this mean? So the God explains, he says, you know, the fox was saying to the, to the fish, you know, before the world was created, the whole world was water, so we lived together with water, didn't we? So the fish answered, well, before the world was created, we didn't exist, did we? So we didn't live together. The same idea, says Zuri Akiva, the, the nations of the world say, why can't you just be normal? Before Martin Torah, we all lived together, we all have the same laws. And the answer is, before Martin Torah, we didn't exist. There was no Tali Sol. Tali Sol only came into existence with Martin Torah. With the Yitzhak time and Martin Torah. And therefore, we never lived together. Our forefathers may have lived with you. That may be. But the truth is that, the way the Ben Yoyaza does it, it goes back even further. You know, Aesop, who obviously is Rome, we know my father similar body, he said exactly the same thing to Yaakov. He said, look, we grew up together in a house for some 63 years, whatever it was, before you ran away. He said, he met him, you know, the fourth, well, more than 14 years, he met up with Yaakov and he said to him, Nis of the Ve'elechon and Negedachon, let's journey and I'll go with you. Tiny, why can't we live together anymore? So Yaakov answered, he said, Yavon no Adoni, Levada, you go ahead on your own. Yan ki esnala le'iti, le'regal ha'yilotim, le'regal ha'yilotim, I've got to go slowly, because basically I've got Melochah to do. What's that Melochah? That's Torah. And Torah is something which is you derive, you derive Torah. And therefore, this is not something which uh, we, can, we can work together with. And this is the same idea. Drake says, look, we existed together many years ago. We, we were, what? The answer is yes. But if you hate Torah, we can't live together. When you've got something like Antoninus with Rabbi, that's something else. Of course we can live together. When you've got a relationship like Esau and, and Yaakov, after the sale of the Bechera, there's no, there's no way we can live together. There's one, one, one last idea before we move on. There is a gift in the Ein Yaakov. It's not, it's not in Agumar. But the gift in the Ein Yaakov was that Rabbi Akiva said to Paphos, he said to him, they call you a Chochol, you're a Tipesh. What was he saying to him? 
We're going to see in a second, as, as the, the God proves, the purpose was the God that I don't know. What was he saying to And according to us, maybe it's alluded to in the Marshal. He says, you know, there are, it's, it's up if you've got the Gersh of Chochot. Not to care for that we've got. So the Benishai says, you know, there's four Chalokim to Torah, Tigers. Tigers, Shat, Remez, where we have Tzadah, Drush, and Tzadah, Tzadah. Okay, the four Chalokim of Torah. And we know Torah is called Ein Tov, Erot Torah. Torah is Torah. Torah is 17. 17 times 4 is Gematria Chochom. It's also Gematria Chaim. Okay, in other words, without Torah, and that means all four Chalokim, all four Chalokim, including Torah, for those who understand these, these uh, types of things, without that, a person doesn't have life. So he said to him, look, they call you a Chochom, Tapas. They call you something who understands the value of Torah, the value of life, Ki Ucha Yechom, Erech Yom and here I see you don't even have a, a hakara. You don't value this, the, the, uh, even the pshat. The most simple, pshat. The first one, the pay, pshat. If you rearrange the letters pshat, you get pshat mixed up, what do you end up? It's somebody who, who sort of distorts the meaning of Torah. That's not pshat, that's tippish. If you distort, I mean, I think there's another message in this for these people out there who distort the Torah. Again, Baruch Hashem, we're not we're talking about people, I don't think... The people who, who distort the Torah out there to know it's not shat, it's tippish. It's foolish. And that's what he was saying to him. You don't even have that purpose, he's saying to him. In, in other words, he's saying, as great as you are, you've got to realize, without this, we don't have life. It's tippish. So what did purpose respond to him? He didn't actually say anything. Didn't, nothing yet. The Gemara continues on and it says, Omru, they said, No, are you, Yomim Mu'atim? Literally, the days weren't few, but in other words, it didn't take very long. Before they captured Rabbi Akiva, they seized Rabbi Akiva. And they imprisoned him, obviously in prison. And they also captured Papa Ben Yehuda. And they imprisoned him next to Rabbi Akiva, in other words, together with Rabbi Akiva. Omaloi Papus. So Papus said to him, So Omaloi, Rabbi Akiva said to him, Papus, Mi Habiakhalakan, who brought you to it? How did you end up here? So Omalisi said to him, Papus responded to Rabbi Akiva, Ashrecha Rabbi Akiva. Happy are you, Rabbi Akiva, Shenitfasta al Dibre Torah. The you were seized for Dibre Torah. Oiloi le Papus, woe to Papus. Then he was seized on the Vorim Batalim. Now what does that mean, on the Vorim Batalim? Ask the Vilna God, do you have any, any, any clue who Papas was? He was the God of Adar, he was the Mechobot of Adar. He wasn't also in the Vorim Batalim. What did he say to him, he was like, Papas or something like that? I mean, you know, maybe we're not Mechobot, but it's Vorim Batalim. So he says, that what Papas was saying was like this. And by the way, he proved that as well, because do you, do you see the way he referred to him the first time in the story? He referred to him as Akiva. Now, if you appreciate who Rabbi Akiva was, exactly. You don't call somebody Akiva. That's right. Exactly. So obviously, Papas must be great enough that he could... The interesting thing is this time he called him Rabbi Akiva. And I think really the message is, is, is in what he learned from Rabbi Akiva. We'll see in a second. But he said to him like this. He said... He said... Look, when you said, I, 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 kind of used, I said to you, what are you doing? Are you not 
worried about what the master's going to do to you. And you answered me. And I kept quiet. I kept quiet. I didn't respond. I should have responded, maybe. I should have disproved it. And showed you why. You're not going to whatever it is. And that is why I can see. So I'm not, I'm not absolutely sure what the God meant by that. Whether he meant, because therefore, since I wasn't going to say your words, I went on like you sort of did. Or whether because, um, it sounds more like he's saying, because I didn't, I wasn't there for you, therefore I would see something like, I don't know, middle, king, middle, something like that. He says, that's what it means, the volume of the Again, either he's saying, maybe I keep asking what you said was actually wrong, I could have been there for your words, or perhaps what he's saying, the volume of the means because I didn't respond. So the volume, which was the I didn't say that. So I'm not exactly sure which, what exactly the God means, because that's more or less the worst word of what I've just said, is, has quotes there. But either way, the, the one thing to make absolutely clear is we don't mean divine Batayim as in that Papas was saying, I wasn't doing anything all day. That's not what he meant. But I think either way, that possibly, because as I said, I only sort of noticed that now, why this time he refers to him as Rabbi Akiva. The first time he said to Rabbi Akiva, I felt you were wrong. Yes, he refers to him as Akiva. Not because he felt that Rabbi Akiva was any less great. But he felt that, look, we're equal, so relatively equal. But this time he says, Ashrefa, happy are you, Rabbi Akiva, you're greater than me. You received on something, at least you received for learning Torah. I received because I didn't respond to whatever that was. That's the way I'm saying that. I wasn't seized in the discourse of learning Torah. The Shoshay Sirius Rabbi Akiva the Hariga, at the time when he took Rabbi Akiva out to be killed, Zaman Kriyashana Hoya. It was the time for Kriyashana. For you saw him as the sorrow, and they were raking his flesh, they were combing his flesh, the Masrekos shall barzel, with iron coats. Now, in every story, there's no, nothing is by co- sort of by coincidence. Okay? And, obviously I'm not saying whether this was the Kavona of the Roman generals at the time, I don't know. But, there's something, some deeper thing going on here. And that is that this. The Ben Yehoda says, Masrit, number one, is Gematria 400. And you have to understand, he talks about it as he puts it, the 400 Kalipas. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of the expression of Kalipas, as in, you know, the Tzotos and the Kalipas. That's the Sad which comes from Esau. The, the Rashoi and people like this, the, whatever you want to call it, that comes from them. And he says, it's, it's like we find that Esau, when he came to Yasin, how many men did he bring with him? 400. Okay, but it says that uh, But he says, what, in other words, they came along with their kayak of 400 kofas of evil. That's what they came along with. But he says, what they don't realize is, it's so beautiful this. He says, when they harm us, when they come along with their prowess and they come and attack us, what they don't realize is that they're weakening themselves. Look at the word masrik. You know, they're some of men, right? You heard of some of men that, uh, as you may be more familiar with, it's called Samoel. Samoel is the, the star of Esau. Right? You heard of that? Right? But he's referred to as some of men. And the, the Benish Christ, as he speaks about it elsewhere, he says, the Kayak, the 400, or the Kayak of, of this uh, star, or whatever it is, these 400 Kayaks, is contained within those, those letters, if you want, some of men. 
So you just think about it. Must rake is some of them. It's backwards as it happens. Must rake. What does rake mean? Empty. When they attack us with their with their toes, they're just emptying themselves out. Because we know when people die al kiddush Hashem, people don't really achieve it. Our Torah has written Malchus. Die al kiddush Hashem. Presumably, it's one of the reasons why why we say this on Yom Kippur. It's a tremendous kapara of the Kralitor. It breaks down the kachos of these tibis, whatever you want to call them, at the same time. You know, there's the famous story, I'm going to come back to it again soon, so I'll say it now, because we're talking about, you know, the, the Haruge Malthus. There was a tremendously uh, righteous, again, Tzedek, Avram, known as Avram and Avram, otherwise known as, I think, Kapotsky or whatever, exactly how you pronounce it, but for kids, and anyone here who's not familiar with the story, just in case, he was, it was an Austrian, I'm not sure exactly, whichever, whichever one it was, Austrian, what one it was. Anyone know? Whichever one it was, he was a prince from whichever country it was. Obviously a goy. And uh, he got interested in Yiddishkeit, and obviously he was definitely a Christian or whatever it was, um, and this, this was you know, punishable by, by death at the state. So, you know, we're talking about between two and three hundred years ago. And um, he basically ran off. He ran off again, a trying to get Tzedek. And one day he was obviously in hiding, he was, and he was sitting in a base of learning. And I think, you know, the local families who looked after him there. And there was a child, he was in the base of and there was a child who was climbing around and banging the desks, and, you know, children do, and bang. And, you know, he'd asked the child to, to keep it a little quieter, he's trying to learn, and eventually I think maybe he, I don't know whether he sort of, uh, sort of, not exactly flipped it, whatever it was. The child went and told his father. And the father obviously sort of flipped it in a different way entirely, different dimension entirely, and he informed upon him. And they, they caught him, and they uh, basically told him, you can either convert back, or you're going to be burnt, burnt to the stake. And he, referred, he re- refused to convert back, and obviously he was burnt to the stake. We'll come back to different parts of the story soon, because the film was gone, this is during the time of the film was gone. But I think I mentioned this in the past, but I said it. This is for people who have a Masoiro, they can, you know, I've heard of people who have such a Masoiro. There are people who say they have a Masoiro, that the God said at that time, when this Gerard Sedek was, was killed our Kiddush Hashem, together with him went a certain level of Tumor from the world. You have to be the one who's gone to be able to say such things. And that level of Tumor was the Tumor which we have in the morning when we wake up. And therefore the one God said, this is what they say, and I, I know people who have such a Masoiro, that you don't have to worry about washing your hands after Ruach Roll, at least walking the Dalit Amos does not apply. Now, as I said, the people who have a rebel have, have a Messiah like this, and somebody in Yeshiva who, who said his rebel has such a Messiah, then fine. He, this person used to be very partial of Bokhobi. He, he used to, in the morning, he would muck it out walking Dalit Amos. He said, there's no problem for us. Obviously, for those who don't have such a Messiah, then obviously you stick to what the Mr. Burra says. He doesn't bring such a thing. It's, it's a fam- it is a famous thing, it is documented, and this is what they say the Vilna God said. Al Kaponim, as I said, the main thing I'm trying to bring out with this, when a person dies on Kiddush Hashem, the Goyim thinks, ah, oh, we're showing our power. It's not, it's mass rate. It's actually with that, it's emptying out their Kiddush and bringing us one step closer towards Moshiach, etc. That's the mass but the truth is, it occurred to me, it goes further than that. It wasn't just some of I mean, okay, I don't know whether you, you wouldn't really use, I suppose, wooden mastrakers, but Barzel, do you know Barzel is the material which represents Rome? You know Doniel, there's, uh, Doniel, there's the, that vision there, 
the Fatalic Malti. Somewhere else, he's got this in there, you have the gold, and different animals, but of gold, silver, copper, and I think it's copper, and, uh, and barbell, and um, iron. And whichever creature it is, I think it has, if I remember correctly, I think it has iron, does it have iron teeth? Either way, the Maral says, that is Rome. This is why iron, because this is what I mentioned, uh, I mentioned last week, that Rome is all about just destruction. It's just destruction, like a knife. It's just destruction. That's what Rome is about. There's no, it's not like Yom, which is out to ruin religion, or, uh, or perhaps which is out to attack just bodies. They just want to get rid of everything. Anything Jewish, they want to get rid of. That's Rome. You know, that, that, that was, that's symbolic. The Germans, the Mashiach, the Zephron, that's what they were, they didn't care, they didn't just religion or whatever. You can have something who's completely assimilated. Anything Jewish, get rid of it. That is Amolik. The truth is, in case you haven't realised, Amolik is 240. Yeah, Amolik is 240. And, um, I know, this in the past, someone told me about Binyam Moskovitz, always, he tells me, remembers the days when he was going to have in on the Amolik stuff. But, uh, but, uh, okay, okay, it always, always comes to mind when you, you mention them with the Kamashi of Amolik. But, and Barzal is 239. Which means that Amolik, they're the ones who were shown it on the Barzal. That was their weapon. And if you're one of Barzal, it means you're back to your Shalita. So, and that's what Amolik was all about. That this is Aesop. Aesop and Amolik. Yeah, Amolik is the sentence of Aesop. And this is, this is what they're, this is what they're, they're all about. And that's why it's Dafka Masreka, as we explain, and it's Dafka Shel Barzal. They were coming to try and, uh, and to, to, uh, to stop it. And the truth is, it, it fits so beautifully, because you know there's a halacha, in the Torah, it says, Lothan Nifale and Barza, when you make the Mithayah, you can't use iron, because the, the, the Mithayah is Maris, you know, Barza kills people, that's why we don't have, one of, one of the reasons we don't have knives on the table when, when benching. It's also a reason why we don't, when we write to say the Torah, there's a halacha, the Kulmuth, can't, it can be made of, I mean, we, okay, we have a men like to use a feather, whatever, it doesn't have to be, but it can't be iron, it can't be metal. Why? Same reason. And this is Makafte Yon. That's what I said, that's the Lutonic if I Bowser. Yeah, correct. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you something, there, there are those, I can't remember, I don't know if it's the Oroch HaShulchan who brings it, I, don't, I forget who it was, but who brings it and says, when you write Chidoshi Torah, see a lot of people use pencil, it's because, I, mean, I don't know if it's because, but one shouldn't use metal. I don't know if that goes by, by the nib, or the, the ink you're using, or, uh, or they can't have uh, any metal, in it. I, I don't know what that means, but... It's, I, I don't think it's taken on, but uh, there, is, there is such a thing as depending on what, what exactly you can't use. Because uh, when you're writing a table story, you also it's not the ink. So in which case, according to that, there seems to be a certain minor not to use... Not to, the only thing is, uh, the only thing I could suggest is, there's, there's a shine in Dafka Bar, it doesn't mean any metal. Now your pens are not normally going to be made of iron. Maybe an iron composite or something like that, with a, you know, an aloe or whatever it is, but it's not a... You're not going to have a pure iron pen. So I don't know if that, that makes uh, any difference. But al you see this idea that Torah and Barzal are the two, two opposites. One's an antithesis to the other. Bear that in mind when the Malochim say, I mean, it's your, your mode, that the Malochim say to Al-Torish Baruch Hu, Torah, Zut Masan Sukhara. Look at the way they're combing Rabbi Akiva's flesh with Masarekha Shel Barzal. 
And this is the man, he was a living Sefer Torah. Now we understand what's going on. And here you have the Bazel claiming his very flesh. You've got the Bazel on that Sefer Torah. How can that be? You see what Hashem says. So, they continue on. And at this time, while they were claiming claiming his flesh, he was busy being Mechabal Omar Shemayim upon himself. So, Omar Le Tamidu, the Tamidu said to him, Rabbeinu HaRebbe, I've come up to here. Now, there's many, many Pirushim about what they mean, I've come. You know, one, one, perhaps you could say, perhaps you could say, and this, I don't know, just something which came to mind, maybe you could say that, you know, the Gemara says, in Pesachim, it says, and it says, and the fourth parent, that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, his son was sort of missed or whatever it was, and he came back, and he, I don't know if he, sort of, uh, sort of he went in and out of consciousness, whatever it was, and Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said to him, my son, son, what did you see up there? She said, I saw an upside-down world, right? I'm sure you all heard this. Well, I saw an upside-down world. And people who learned Torah, they were just like, they hear they were up there. He sp- There's another thing he said there. And what's that? What's the last thing he said there? This one's not as, as well known. People don't realize this one. What did he say? Where are we? Well, yeah. We, that, that was the logic too. He said, where are we? And he said, just we're down here. We're going to be up there. We're up there. But he said, there's not one last thing. He said, you should know where the Haruge Malkus are, no one can get there. And the Gemara says, Man minhu, who are the Haruge Malkus? If you say it's Rabbi Akiva the Chavero, what, because they were Haruge Malkus for Sulo, so the Gemara says, okay, you're right, it's Haruge Malkus. People gave up their life in order to save a whole town. But, Al-Sopani, what do you see from that? The Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva the Chavero, could have been Zeche to such, this, this unbelievable place in Ghanaian in Onamabal, Without him, we'd being killed Al Kiddush Hashem. So maybe that's what the Talmudim was saying. Abka, you've got to go so far to literally give up your life in order to get that place. Your Torah should earn you such a place. And the Maharal says, I think it's probably a few places, but in Malachi, Rabbi Akiva lived out of this world anyway. But the God says, using this Shittasa, he says, well, this is exactly, this is the Talmudim following the Shittah of Rabbi Yehuda. They said, it doesn't mean Afidu who knows that you've got to give up your life. Tayyash Kufa. But Ad Khan, you've got to give up your life for it. Rabbi Akiva said, yes, I do. Continue on a little bit. Because the, where's it gone? Um, Omar Ali said to them, Kol Yomai Hayisim Itzayra Apostle Zer. All my days, I was literally pained. I was waiting for this moment to be Mekayim Dispulsive. Even if he takes your Nisham. Almighty, I said, When will I get the chance? When will it come to my hand? I will be able to be Mekayim. Now it's come to my hand. I shouldn't be Mekayim it. No way. You know, the, the Ben Yoda says, he says, Arizal says, and this is very important for us to know, there's two ways to be Mekayim, this mitzvah of Afinu Hunotel Estavshah. As we, we've seen, Rabbi Akiva holds it means literally. So what are we supposed to do? He says there's two ways. One way is the Kavon. This means when you say, Bechol Nafshachah, 
So after this Hashem, stop, pause for a moment, and think to yourself, imagine, picture yourself standing there with somebody pointing a pistol at your head, and saying, bow down to this idol, I'm going to kill you. And you have to picture yourself, so probably it'd be easier if you take the, the, the least painful uh, death, and think to yourself, I'm giving up my life. It's a moment just uh, like that, and think of what's going to be awaiting me. I mean, it's, I think if a person thinks that, I, mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem doing that. It's when it's more painful, that's where it gets the Gemara, says Rebbe. The Chananim and if they would have been uh, given martyrs, they wouldn't have been able to withstand it. Pain is, is much harder. But if a person just pictures that, that is the way he's makayim the Chanashikov with that. He says, Ali, there's another way of doing it, and that is, Rebbe Akiva did it. Literally! So that's what the Talmudim said to him. They said, Abkam, we know your whole life, you've done it with Havana. You've got to go so far to actually give up your life. We need you, we need your Torah. Obviously it's a great mitzvah, but can't somebody else do it, as, as he puts it. We need your Torah. And he said, you've got to remember as well, Rabbi Kiba was, was the one who preserved the, the whole chain of Torah, those five Talmudim of his. But he said, no, this is what I have, what, what I have to do. Um, yeah. And what did he say? Look at his words. Very, very interesting. He said, Mosai Yodi. When would the chance come to my hands? You know what the Shalai Kodesh says? The Shalai says to be a Hebrew teaching us a certain Allah. And that is, this mitzvah, you're not, you're not supposed to go looking for it. It doesn't mean if you see an idol in the street, go spit at it, then hopefully they'll kill you. You know, I suppose you get, you get, get somebody who says, so look, I've got nothing to do with anyway, I'm already 90 years old, I'm as well die, I keep the Shashem now. I've lived that happy life. And then, perform this last myth, I'll go spit an idol. No, no, no. Mota Yodali Yodi, I was waiting, when will it come to me? And says the Shlach, oh, this is an amazing thing. He says, that's why, you know the old story with Abraham Albin, who's the first one really to die, I'll the Shashem, well, be prepared to give himself up, I'll keep the Shashem, with Urkastim. Why is it not written in the Torah? There's an allusion to it in the Torah, why? And yet we find a Hanani, Mishol, Azariah, and Daniel, these stories all in that. Why not Abraham Avinu? Because he brought it on himself. The Torah didn't want you to learn from Abraham Avinu. Obviously, Abraham Avinu had the Cheshbain or whatever, he brought it upon himself. He went and smashed his father's eyes. So, therefore, the Torah doesn't, the Torah doesn't uh, sort of publicize it. So, that, that, that's what the Shalom says. So, um, so here we have Rabbi Akiva who was lengthening out on the word Echoz, apparently he was sort of going up through the world, connecting to Hashem with Alba in the highest world, and the God says, until his Neshama left his body on the word Echoz. Yotzot came out, and it said, Ashrecho Rabbi Akiva, happy are you Rabbi Akiva, your soul left you on the word Echoz. In Miyachet, Speaking about the Yichud of Hashem. This is Torah, this is its reward as we explained before. The Masrekesh Abazal on the living state of Torah, like Rabbi Akiva. Mimsim Yodacha Hashem. Mimsim the Gaiman. The idea is Mimsim Yodacha Hashem. As Rashi says, Miyodacha Yodacha Mimsim Yodacha Hashem. Such a static should have died in your hands, Hashem. Rather, Vodomi Dei Bosov Adon. The Potok says that Mimsim Yodcha Hashem, Mimsim 
May Choled, I think it says. Choled means the world, people of the world. Why did he die at the hands of people of the world rather than at your hands, Hashem? In other words, he should have died on, his, on a bed, the Misas Nashika. But I'll tell you something that the Ben Yoda says. Okay, something amazing. He says there's a remnant in this. Why Dafka Choled? And he says like this. He says you should know that Rabbi Akiva could have saved himself. Rabbi Akiva, he could have used one of the shamans of Hashem, apparently Chaf Hei Tov, I don't know if that's literally the name, I don't know what it means, but Chaf Hei Tov, which apparently is Marumas in the Rosh Hashim, is Kol HaNeshama Tahalal Kos. So Kol HaNeshama Tahalal. Chaf Hei Tov. And he says the guy could have wiped out all the enemies. But he chose not to. But he says that part of Kol HaNeshama Tahalal Kos. Take a look in Perek Shira. Who says that? The Chulva, the Weasel. That's Cholin. Rabbi Akiva could have saved himself using this Pasuk of the Weasel, the Cholin. He says no. Once I've got the chance, you're right, you don't go after looking for yourself to give up your life. You're not the Chulva to actually escape, it seems. I suppose he had the Rashus, because I, 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 I tell you why. But, and that's what he's saying, Rabbi Akiva, he refused. He said, if I've got the chance now, I'm not... If Hashem wants to save me, I'll leave it in now. I haven't done anything. I'm just being passive now. Because the same thing they say, this is what they say, the same thing happened in that story with Count Potsky. That the God sent him a message when he was in prison, just before he was being taken out. He says, if you want, I can use Shemus of Hashem and I can help you out. Sir. And he said, no. He said, I'd rather die, I'll finish Hashem. And I'll tell you the thing which I thought was most interesting. I, I don't know if you could say sort of whether it's true or it's not true. But this, you know, the thing about the, with his death, the old Tumas Hayodayim went. You know, we wash our hands three times. Yad times three. Fourteen times three is? Forty-two. What is this, what you said, right? Forty-two. Which is the Mach The God offered him, he said no. And he said, with his death, this Tumas Hayodayim. Whether there's anything in that, I don't know. I'm sure, I, I'm sure there's more to it than that. But, uh, so what did our Kodesh Baruch respond? Omar Ayam Hashem said to them, Chelkom Bachayim. Their Chelek is in life. Who's their Chelek? We're talking about one person here. So you could just say it means obviously the Harugi Malchus. Obviously, by the way, the Posh Peshat is what it means is that they're, they're only going to gain through this because uh, it, it sort of benefits everyone who comes after them. That's how the Ben Yoyoda puts it. Therefore, they have a Chelek in all the Chayim which comes afterwards. Then Yaakov says something very interesting. He says that uh, Rabbi Akiva was very excited by this moment because you know Rabbi Akiva was obviously with a guy from, he was Mibbenei Bon of Shalcestra. He wanted to be Mesachim for all his forefathers' sins. That's Chalkom Bachayim in the plural. That's how the, the, the Ein Yaakov explains it. But perhaps we could explain that this. What does it mean Chal, I'm not going on the Loshan uh, rabbin anymore. What does it mean Chalkom Bachayim? Again, there's so many, so, so many beautiful vatlas here, but the, the, um, the, the, uh, the, the Al-Shakar Kodesh says, if you look back at our Mishnah, it says, Afiru, who knows him as Nafshechot? It says, Bechol Nafshechot. Who's who? It should say, Afiru, hey, knows him as Nafshechot. Even if they take your life, who's who? If it's Hashem, why is it who? But they're kidding. And I'll ask you another question. Why, when it comes to Bechol Nafshechot, why does it not say, Afiru, who knows him as Nafshechot? You know what the Arshav says, like you said. He says, you think it's all those, those, those Romans, whatever, it's killing? It's not. This is Nisas Nashikov. This person is going up to the highest places in Olam Abba in Ganeta. 
He's sitting in the lap of the Rabbeinu Shalom, as it was. Afidu Huna Jeratnal Shecho. Yeah, that's just a physical, physical glove. But it's HaKadosh Baruch who's taking them in the Mitzvah Nashiko. Chelkom Bachayim, by the Tzuru Bakarachayim. That's by the Rabbeinu Shalom. The game, etc. So Omar Ohem, he said, Chelkom Bachayim, Yotzah Bachayim, Omar Sebastian came out and he said, Ashrecha Rabbi Akiva, Sha'atam Nuzumen Nechayo Edom Abo. Happy are you, Rabbi Akiva, you are prepared for a life of Elam Abo, which as I said, that's Elam Abo. Elam Abo is sitting with the Shekhinah. Oh. I'll just finish with, the Ben Yoda brings them from the Medrash Mishle, he puts things in perspective. You should know, this didn't all happen on one day. The Talmudim were not there. When they asked him this, it wasn't on the day he died. He said, I'll prove it. If you take a look at the Medrash Mishle, I'll just tell you in sort of one minute for that I have to do this. But the Medrash says, you should know, that he was captured during Elam. Okay, so it's Mamash and Yom Diyoma. Rabbi Akiva was captured during Elul and he was killed on Yom Kippur. He was killed on Yom Kippur. And every day they used to comb his flesh and every day he used to say Shema Yisrael because he thought maybe today he'll die from the pain. And in the end he died on Yom Kippur. And they took his body they put it back in prison because they weren't going to release it for Kaburah. So Eliol came along and you should know no one was there with him on that day because there was a day of Avodah. Even Rabbi Yeshua Adash, who was there, who constantly looked after him, he wasn't there on that day because he was fasting anyway. And the old came along and he told Rabbi Yeshua Adash about this. And they went together and a miracle happened. They all fell asleep. All the guards fell asleep. And Rabbi Yeshua Adash took him out. And they walked together, the old with Rabbi Yeshua Adash, a day and a night till they got to Siberia. A certain cave opened up. Rabbi Akiva, they went in there. They found there, it says, a mitzvah, a shulchan, a menorah there from Maite Hashem. They put him down on the bed. They went out, the, the cave closed up, and just the outer cave, which is where people can go and dive and stay, is left open. That's what it says. He said, you see, no one, no one was with him on, on, on that day. I'll just end. You've got Mitzah, Shulchan Amenur. Just ring a bell. Oh, we have this weird, going all the way back. That's it, there. The old Mitzah, Shulchan Amenur. We said the Mitzah was the Ori. This is what the God said at the time. Shulchan is obviously the Shulchan, Amenur is Ner. Which one are you missing? The Kisseh. Kisseh is the Mitzvah. Where's the Mitzvah? The person said, Rabbi Akiva died, Al Kiddush Hashem, that's the Mitzvah. In which case, now you've got the Mishkan. Man is Mitzvah, Shin is Shulchan, Chaf is the Kisseh, which apparently is the Mitzvah, and Nun is the Ner of the Menorah. Now you've got the true Mishkan. As the Prophet says, Heichal Hashem Heimah, Rabbi Akiva is the true Mishkan for the Shkana, the true Merkob for the Shkana.